Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and I am joined by the Interceptor Pilot, TX Man. What's up, buddy? I'd like to be referred to as Space Ninja, if you would. Ooh, the Space Ninja. The I space like that. Ninja. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> What's up, dude? <laughs> How's it going, man? How have you, how is uh your your adventurous week in gaming been? Great, man. Actually, I got my 10 hours of Anthem um, and I've used, I would have to guess most of those 10 hours at this point. Uh, it still hasn't kicked me off, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm up to level 11, I think mm-hmm. on my interceptor. I've unlocked three javelins. I've only, I used the ranger up until it gave me the interceptor and I have not used anything else, man. I am, uh, I'm all in on the interceptor. It is a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've played games like this in the past where mm-hmm. I remember when we were in monster hunter there for a little bit and you know, you've always been a lot better about sort of exploring the options and me dude, like I think more than 400 hours in monster hunter, 399 of those hours were on the long sword, man. So, <laughs> so I'm a, what I'm a one trick pony, man. The long sword is the best, man. It's fantastic. It's great, it's great man. Well, you you found your main, dude, the Interceptor. I did. I did. I think I did, Manny. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I unlocked the Colossus, mm-hmm. and uh, right now, that's all I care about. Yeah. That so, super sweet baby thick boy. Baby The baby beast. Boy. Yeah. So good, man. I so, love it. Now, I know for me, the Colossus in the, uh, and I know this isn't an Anthem show, but just to, you know, to have a little conversation at the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, Let's have it. During the during the trials, the Colossus was my least favorite, man. It just didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel strong. It was super slow. Mm-hmm. It's like all the bad things about a robot and none of the, or uh, the, the <laughs> exosuit and none of the yeah. cool things that I thought we were going to get. Does it feel different uh, now that the game's quote unquote fully released? Well, it has, it has a built-in coffee maker. Oh, nice. So that is huge. That's it has a, a toaster. Say no more. I- and a pizza oven. <laughs> I here well the, the only other one. I mean, I've, I I played the Ranger. I played the Storm. I haven't. I've never touched the Interceptor. I, but I will. Uh-huh. But not yet. Uh-huh. The Colossus feels decent. I mean, I've only played for one night. I've only played yeah. for a couple hours so far. So mm-hmm. it feels good. I like it. I like the idea of it. And from what I've seen and heard, it, it looks like he can be pretty capable later on. Yeah. When I get some gear. So yeah. we'll see, man. I, I am, I'm kind of holding on to the, the, the Colossus for now. And I'll, I'm sure I'll switch it up, you know, yeah. but for now, Colossus is nice. my, uh, nice. my go-to javelin right now. Very cool. Very cool. Well, man, I, I'm, I have enjoyed tremendously 
uh, Anthem. I don't, you know, there's a lot of scuttlebutt out there. You, you were telling me about some oh, of the stuff man. floating around in the reddits, but dude, I, for me, for me, the game yeah. has been a ton of fun. I love playing it with you guys. It really has captured that, uh, that feeling that, that, uh, that we had, you know, certainly going back to like the destiny one days for me, it feels yeah. refreshing and new and different and, exciting and and i'm having a blast man i don't know how long that'll last but at this point it doesn't matter man because you know it's it's a simple it's an easy investment for me for the amount of money uh amount of fun that i'm having yeah man the honeymoon phase is always the best phase it is isn't it yeah i mean i love the whole new discovery of of uh new systems and Mm -hmm. new lore and and new gameplay mechanics Mm -hmm. so yeah so far pretty good but um Tell you what, man, stay off of Reddit. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! That's I have read. I I today earlier I I did not like I read so many Reddit posts about people yeah. who are actually at the end game now, and I'm yeah. like, oh no, our worst fears are being realized. Oh god! But like I, this you know, like, like yeah, yeah, and I think I typed it to somebody earlier. Like one person's trash is another person's treasure. Right. So, you know, who knows what people were expecting when they say right. things like that. So yeah. you have to know for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Reddit's, Reddit's, uh, man, that, that's a, that's a blade <laughs> that cuts both ways, right? Like sometimes it it's great. And then sometimes you're just like, why did I even get on here? Dude, I have, I had a little Reddit adventure, as you know, this week. So. Oh yeah, dude. I am oh, yeah. painfully aware of of how toxic a place Reddit can be, but you know what, yes. dude? I my my uh, my experience. I'm not going to get into details, but my experience. You know, I turned it into. I, mm-hmm. I think what's what's turning out to be a pretty positive experience. You know, um, there there have been some uh, really awesome folks um, responding to to a post I made uh, on Reddit. It, it was a Diablo three post. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm not really worried about it one bit, but, but the yeah. folks on Reddit seem to be <laughs> pretty concerned, but there's some good people in there too. So sure. Sure. Uh, anyway, we spent good a lot times. of time talking uh, here at the beginning, man. I know. Stay away what from Reddit, everybody. Week? I know, right? <laughs> All right, dude. Story. Well, we have five news stories today. Ooh. Number one, Bungie confirms that Trials of Osiris will not be making a return anytime soon. Yay. So, <sighs> oh wait, no, that's bad news. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, well, I I don't play Destiny, but I mm. still follow a lot of Destiny people. I listen to Destiny podcasts. I have a lot mm. of friends who still play Destiny quite a bit. Yeah. So I heard about this and I thought, wow, this is really interesting. And so I went over to the TWAB, the this week at Bungie, and I read this. Until we have a solid prototype for a pinnacle PvP endgame activity, Trials is staying on hiatus indefinitely. It will not return over the course of the next few seasons. Ouch. When we have those plans ready, we'll be sure to share them with you. Love, Twab. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. I thought, wow, because. Love. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. If, if heart we remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if, if we remember. That Trials of Osiris came with a, with one of the early expansions with Destiny t- Destiny One, Pretty and it was sure a that huge was House hit. of Wolves. That's right, mm-hmm. House of Wolves, and that's actually mm-hmm. that's when I started playing. Mm-hmm. And 
that was a huge hit. It was every weekend. It was like a ritual on Twitch for people to just gather and check out these hot teams playing trials. And it was, it was cool. It was the beginning of a lot of people's like Twitch careers who are still streaming to this day. It, and it was a big deal, right? For the whole community. I mean, it, for the time it was like, it was the PVP uh, event, right? The game mode. Yes. Like, oh yeah. No other game had a mode like it. I remember Overwatch first coming out and everybody was like, Hey, is it going to have like a, like a trials mode, you yeah. know, cause that's yeah. a novel concept, you know, it's simple, mm-hmm. but, but it's just so well implemented and, and it's just a, a, you know, brand new, uh, something fresh into the PVP arena. It's hard for me to believe that, that they took it out in the first place and they just refused to bring it back. It seems, yeah, um, it doesn't make any sense. Well, if you remember when destiny two came out, they had this all new version of trials, Mm-hmm. And it just didn't go over well. It just lacked that boom, right? It lacked that oomph. What do you call it? The it factor? I don't even know what you call it, dude. But yeah. it was just, it felt lackluster to me. It wasn't the same experience. And I didn't love Trials and Destiny 1 so much that I wanted mm-hmm. to play it every single weekend. Uh, but we did play it. We played we it did. and it was thrilling. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it just lacked that thrill for me in Destiny yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. And well, us, uh, yeah, uh, I'll go ahead. say I, I, I disagree. It was not fun. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> brutal. No, and I, and I say that, but uh, it tongue in cheek, right? Because yeah. I wasn't very good at it. it, it I think it, it is fun for the people that invest in getting better at that game yeah. mode, right it, it is absolutely That's right dude bad. i remember you hating it oh god dude yeah because well, I, I remember trying to convince you to come in there with no. me it's yeah. not that bad but no yeah, it was, it was I, bad. Dude, I absolutely hated it man the game mode itself was just not something that i could uh invest the amount of time to to get better with the same people right because it's yeah. based on playing with a team and and communication and even non and, oh, and map knowledge spawn awareness like so many things but for the people mm-hmm. that that are good at that game mode that do have consistent uh people that they play with um dude it tests your skills all of your skills and i think that's what people enjoyed about that that game mode even people like me who didn't necessarily mm-hmm. participate in the game mode but certainly participated in spectating the game mode as evidenced by how well it did on Twitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. But when the destiny two version of trials of the nine came out, people, you know, wasn't well received. So they removed it. Mm -hmm. It's totally gone. And I thought that was kind of crazy that they did that. And, you know, Bungie acknowledged in the TWAB that PVP expectations have changed through the years so they need to redesign something totally different. And right now what they're doing is that they're looking at games like Apex and Fortnite and Black Ops. And they're looking at all these PvP experiences that people can go out and have right now. And they're saying, well, this is our trials and it just doesn't match up. We can't release this. We have to wait until we have something that is a blockbuster hit. Hmm. And I think that's the wrong approach. Absolutely. 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 I mean, you mentioned Apex and and I had uh, mentioned probably in our Apex episode, I imagine, uh, mm-hmm. that I was listening to uh, the Fireteam chat guys and, and all 
most of those guys are hardcore PvP players, man. Yeah. And Apex, by their own admission, is so much fun for them because it, quote-unquote, scratches the trials itch for them. 3v3, uh, revives, Mm team-based with sort of that uh, battle royale concept, right? It's not just one team of three versus another team of three. It's, you know, it's more global than that. But uh, still, a very similar game mode. And and not to hear Bungie say that in comparison to Apex, Mm -hmm. their game mode doesn't stand up. But I'm like... I, I don't I don't think I agree with that, right? Because there are yeah. plenty of people out there that would rather have a smaller team based uh game mode that they can that they can engage in. And something especially that has that sort of ladder elimination type of system, right? Yeah. Where you know you have X amount of games that you have to play and every time you win you advance until you get to that pinnacle, you know, seed, if you will. Um it's a head scratcher to me. To me, it's a head yeah. scratcher. Yeah, I th- I think so too. And I the like the main feedback that I have heard this week is that just please, Bungie, just bring it back. Just turn you it know, on. Whatever, flip, whatever flip you invent. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you invent in the future that you want to be the the pinnacle of PvP end game for Destiny players, then do that when that's ready. But in the meantime, give us trials back. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that'd be great for those people who really enjoy that, because mm-hmm. right now, what is PvP in Destiny? You know, you have comp, and then once yeah. you have your Luna's Howl, and you have all those those hard to chase, hard to get items. What is left? Yeah, because there's no lighthouse to go to, and that mm-hmm. lighthouse was magic to people. Like people just yeah. loved that area. If you can mm-hmm. get in there, it was like, wow, I have arrived. I've done something amazing. Yeah. And and I think I think Destiny players would like to have that back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we we've had discussions about this off um off mic, you know. Uh mm-hmm. I, I you know, Destiny 2, uh, I invested a lot of time in that game uh and and I I enjoyed it. I really did. Um but I think at this point uh and, and we've talked about how you know, I I don't have animosity towards the game, but I do feel like um, there's just, there's, there's nothing new there, right? Like they're trying to get the game back into a place where, um, people who love destiny one can relate to the experience a little more. Yeah. But I think in doing that, they brought back a lot of the, the stuff that they took away from us. And so it, there's, there's just a handful of things that are, that are truly new, but I mean, you know, I mentioned it to you earlier, right? Like I, I had, the last word in destiny one. And I didn't like it all that much the first time around. And I suspect (laughs) I'm not going to like it all that much the second time around. You know, a lot of these guns just came right back. And so I don't know, dude, I think that there's that, that, um, not granted the game still has, you know, a lot of life. There's plenty of people playing. It's just for me personally, man, I, I get back in there and, and I just, I sit there on, you know, in, in space and, and, and there's really nothing for me to do. Like I can't, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'd rather play Diablo three, <laughs> which is the most repetitive <laughs> game ever. You know, it just, yeah. I'm, I, you know, for me, I'm kind of at that point with the game, you know? And so it's, it's man, even the new expansions that are coming out, it's like, if you're just going to bring me back 
the same old stuff, then mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough. And not they're right not, now. They're not proper expansions, right? No. It's their yeah. it's their annual pass. So small. it seems like yeah, it seems mm-hmm. like bringing breathing some life back into the game with uh with elimination. You don't have to call it trials. Just bring elimination as a game mode back. You have private matches. I'm sure the community would run with that, but they yeah. just for whatever reason refuse to do it, man. Yeah. Well, Bungie obviously has a vision for the future of the Destiny franchise, and I'm yeah. sure that whatever they have planned after all this this annual pass is done, whenever they decide to reveal what that future is. Mm-hmm. I think it'll get a lot of people excited mm-hmm. because they're they're driving their own ship now. Activision yeah. is out of the picture. They have right. these this you know huge investment from uh, was it Tencent or was it a uh, NetEase? NetEase, yes, NetEase, yeah, it was NetEase. Yeah, I mean, so so Bungie has some is baking some bread in the oven, but we don't know what kind of bread it is yet. But I'm sure when that mm-hmm. comes down, we're going to be excited for it. Um, oh yeah, man! I have. Uh, received so much value from every bungee item that i've purchased so i'm happy it's it's not for me right now but that's because uh you know i burned through what they gave me and i'm done but i'll be back we found each other because of that manny so at least we're the end game hey friendship is the end game exactly (laughs) yeah yeah shout out to uh our destiny reset family oh yeah love those dudes All right, let's move on. Number two, the Division 2 skips Steam in favor of Epic Game Store and sees record PC pre-orders. As terrible as Epic Store is. (laughs) Well, this is a contrast from Metro Exodus receiving such a backlash. But Andy, do you want to read this from uh, Engadget here? I got it, buddy. Here we go. From Engadget. Ubisoft recently became the latest big gun to challenge Steam's status quo by jumping ship to the Epic Games Store. And it claims the decision has already paid off, diverting more players to its Uplay portal, where where they purchased even more copies of The Division 2. Pre-orders for the sequel are higher than the original overall and six times higher, in quotes, on the Ubisoft Store. Noted Ubisoft CEO Eve's Oh boy. <laughs> Guimont. It's a Perfect. French last name. Sorry. Uh, in yesterday's nice. earning call, per rock, paper, shotgun. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so, hey, Epic Game Store is working out for Ubisoft at least. Yeah, right. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I really think that this is just a testament to uh, how well Ubisoft has communicated with their community that uh the division two is gonna be a much better experience at launch than the division one was because remember the complaint the end game would just wasn't there for the division one right and so they you know they've been saying this for like over a year we have learned we have learned we have learned over earlier it was uh announced at e3 2018 right but since then till now they said, hey, it's all about the end game. That is our mm-hmm. focus. You know, we have the story nailed down. We know what we're doing with the map. And we have confidence at Ubisoft that they can do all those things, that they can make weapons and make that RPG aspect in a shooter. They can make that work really well. But they're telling us, hey, you know what? The one thing you were everybody was worried about, the end game, we've got it. We've got it nailed down this time. 
And because of that, boom, lots of sales. So it doesn't matter that they're in the Epic mm. Game Store. I mean, it's better for them financially, but it doesn't seem like uh, their customers care all that much. Well, and I think that the other thing to note here is that we've known the division was going to be exclusive to the Epic uh, Game Store from the beginning, where Metro Exodus pulled that switch there uh, <laughs> at, at the last moment, where you know some folks actually bought the game on uh steam uh before it was you know announced that they yeah. were now going to be exclusive to the epic game store i think for a year so that i'm sure had a lot to do with it also um nonetheless uh just once again right how just wait wait a wait a week or wait a couple of days and and uh and you know uh kotaku and 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 all these uh news sites you mm-hmm. know one week it's a it's a like you know, pitchfork and, and torches the next week. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is the best. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's so funny. Metro Exodus, it was so quick that they changed from steam to Epic game store that I saw multiple different pictures of the actual physical copy with a sticker that said Epic game store. But when he pulled down the back, the sticker, it said steam steam. (laughs) So, that is ah, they, they fixed the box with just a little sticker, huh? Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And just as a, as a quick note, we saw on Cyberpunk 2077's official Twitter accounts, somebody asked them, please, please, please don't make this game an Epic Game Store exclusive. And they replied by, yeah, we'll pass on that. Yeah, right. Uh, that was so- pretty funny. <laughs> They're uh, they're so plugged in, man. It's uh, it's so refreshing to to see those uh, those guys really. Ha- they have their their finger on the pulse of the community, and and I think yeah. that they just they're saying all the right things. So yeah, beautiful. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really excited for their game. Me too. Me too. Number three, Nintendo Direct just dropped last Wednesday. What? So Andy, I'm not a Nintendo guy. I would love to switch with anyone, but I can't mm-hmm. because I don't have a switch. Mm-hmm. But there was something pretty cool about Nintendo Direct that even I could appreciate. Uh, but before we hit that, they had a bunch of announcements. And I think a lot of people will be pretty happy about and excited. But people with with the switch, they might already be in the know because Nintendo Direct is kind of an anticipated thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They dropped it's it pretty their quickly. version of live. And yeah. there wasn't a lot of warning, but they went ahead and dropped it. And they got a few, they gave out a few announcements like Super Mario Maker 2 is coming June this year. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed 3 is being remastered. Why Assassin's Creed 3? I don't know. May 21st. <laughs> and then Hellblade, Senua Sacrifice is coming this spring. Yeah. That was surprising to me. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. from Ninja Theory. And you remember right. that they were purchased by Microsoft. Microsoft, right? Yeah. And everybody's super excited about what Ninja Theory is going to do next. But mm-hmm. before that happens, you're going to be able to play Hellblade on the Switch. That's pretty they're doing cool. Such, they're doing such a good job porting these huge games on that just that little device, man. I, I'm telling you, dude, I've been crushing Diablo 3 on my Switch. Oh, man. And, I, am, uh, I can't tell you how tempted I am to get dude, a Switch. It's great. It's it's a ton of fun. Oh, and by the way, mm-hmm. it, it does tell me, it prompts me if I want to play with people that I need uh, 
um all mine yes uh-huh yeah so um but uh but yeah dude it's uh it's so much fun and they're doing they're doing a great job porting those games i also have warframe on the switch i don't like the controls on the switch and i feel like playing with an actual just regular controller defeats the purpose of having a switch <laughs> yeah i can so, see that sure yeah i'm not i'm not really and then you know i'd you know, there's no way for me to port my Xbox progress over, and I have pretty significant pro- progress on that game on Xbox. So, you know, I'm not really looking to play that one. But, you know, when I see them talk about, like, Assassin's Creed and Hellblade, I'm like, dude, I have all the faith in the world that they're going to do a good job with that because, man, they've done it several times already. You know, I, obviously it's not going to run as well as it would on a PC and Xbox or anything yeah. like that. Right? Lower, le- lower resolutions, but yeah, I'm sure they could work at a solid frame rate, so it's... It a looks, good experience. Yeah, it looks good. It runs well, smooth. For the amount of stuff happening on the screen, man, it's dude, it's impressive mm-hmm. that that little thing can handle yeah, so much game, you know. All right, and lastly from the Nintendo Direct, they they released Tetris 99. It's free to play. It's out now. It requires Nintendo Switch Online membership. Mm-hmm. But it's a Tetris Battle Royale. Yeah. How crazy is that? Tetris Battle Royale. (laughs) 100 players enter, one team leaves. (laughs) In large-scale 99-player battles, it'll take speed, skill, and strategy to knock out the competition and become the last last player standing. (laughs) You, you You can target opponents by sending them garbage blocks, but be careful, your rivals can target you back. Defeat opponents to acquire KO badges that may give you the advantage on future attacks. Survive the onslaught and look forward to upcoming online events. All of this <laughs> from Nintendo.com. Dude, it it sounds I have not seen anything about this. In fact, this is the first time that I'm you know I'm hearing about mm-hmm. it. But yeah. it sounds like uh God, what was that Street Fighter Puzzle Fighter? Wasn't it Puzzle mm-hmm. Fighter? Where you did like you know, it was just a puzzle game, but I guess it threw in some Street Fighter mechanics. It sounds a little bit like that where, you know, the fact that you can send sort of stuff to mess yeah. with the other players on there. It's some strategy on top of trying to do the, you know, the block formation. Your regular Tetris game. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because I, I saw it and you're playing Tetris, but you could actually see the 99, the 98 other sessions on your screen as as well off to the sides. And those are all individual people playing. And yeah, mm-hmm. you could kind of sabotage each other. And then obviously like a battle royale, the last person standing wins. And I've been hearing that this is really addicting and a lot of fun. But uh, I don't have a switch. I wonder if... Um, multiple players can target, like if I'm winning the game, right? Everybody can yeah. see my game on their screen, right? Because they can see all of them. If you could I wonder if they, on people. Yeah. Like, if like we, survivor style. Yes. Like send a message <laughs> to one of your guys that isn't doing so well and say, hey, bro, let's, let's totally this trash down. this guy. Yeah. I'll stick with you to the end and then it'll just be you against me. <laughs> yeah i i don't know exactly how the mechanic works when you uh, when you kind of uh, sabotage or send blocks over to other people's screens but mm. sounds fun sounds it crazy does. if you have it uh play it and let us know yeah uh, what you think send us a speak pipe yeah hey send us a speak pipe there you all right go. number four sean mm-hmm. Layden, the president and ceo of playstation or of sony interactive entertainment 
sat down with Game Informer for an interview. Mm. And it was actually a really long interview. And they mm. talked about all kinds of stuff. But I wanted to kind of focus on their conversation about E3. Okay. So E3, it like if, if you remember, or maybe you don't know, but it used to be a place where retailers would come and they would try and get informed about games. And then Electronic they would sell them. Entertainment Expo, you mean, Manny? Exactly. That? Yeah, I know <laughs> what that is. <laughs> exactly. But through the years, obviously, it's kind of changed. But in that interview, Sean kind of explains how he doesn't really see the value in the current iteration of E3. And it's interesting because obviously we see that because Sony has completely pulled out of E3. And they've been there every single year since the beginning. They didn't want to come to E3 and not really have anything to show because mm. 2019, even though it's jam packed with releases, it, despite the fact that 2019 has this great beginning, it's kind of a, a transition year because between now and 2020 and 2021, we're going to have new consoles. Yeah. So the old console, they're kind of letting these things die out and finish off. You know, they they obviously they always end strong every generation, mm-hmm. but this is kind of a transition period. So I think maybe Sean may be kind of trying to defend his his position here by devaluing the the um, whole E3 for for Sony, just because you know they're looking forward to the future. But right. if we're looking at Microsoft and what they're doing. We understand, and, and Phil Spencer's been out there from Microsoft kind of giving interviews all the time and always talking about how E3 is going to be a huge moment for Xbox, and they're they're coming guns blazing. You know, they're coming out swinging, and we're going to have a huge E3 for Xbox. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that Xbox is doing that, Sony's got on their own track, and they're doing their own thing. But I don't know, man. It, mm-hmm. I, I read this interview, and I, and I think Sean is, is missing the mark on E3. But part of me understands that, hey, he's a smart, smart man. And he understands that, hey, well, yeah, that's just 2019. 2020, right. we could have a totally different situation as far as Sony and E3 goes. Right. Now, it all, it all hinges on what that next console is going to do and how's it, you know, what it's going to look like, right? Yeah, exactly. And the last thing here about his, his interview with Game Informer, he talks about crossplay. Ooh. Yeah, Andy, you want to tell us what he said? Yeah, what what he's. <laughs> I feel like every time I read quotes from Sony about crossplay, it's uh-huh. like a lot of words that essentially tell us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he actually says that, something, right? Okay, here. well, I was going to say I'm anticipating that what I just said will be the cliff notes, but here we go. We're open for business on this one, explained Layden. All it takes is for publishers and developers who wish to permission it. As ever... Just work with your PlayStation account manager and they will walk you through the steps that we've learned through our partnership with Epic on how this works. I don't believe right now there is any gating factor on that. I think they're open to make proposals because the Fortnite thing worked pretty well. Wow, that sounds great, Sean. It sounds fantastic. (laughs) You know what? I kind of want to applaud Sony for, for doing this and taking this step. Yeah, all you got to do is ask, guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're good to go. But, yeah, Andy, there's more to this story, isn't there? What? No. No, I don't believe you. Well, let, let's let see. Uh, this is also from Game Informer, right? <laughs> okay. All right. So, 
So here we go. After that, after the interview was published, however, one developer found that Layden's comments did not fit with their experience. The CEO of Chucklefish, developer of games like Wargroove and former publisher of Stardew Valley, made a post on the Reset Era forums disputing Layden's account that all a developer or publisher had to do is ask. We made many requests for crossplay, both through our account manager and directly with higher ups, all the way up until release month. Uh, CEO Finn Bryce wrote, We were told in no uncertain terms that it was not going to happen. From our oh, no. side, we can literally toggle a switch and have it working. Of course, policy work might be more complicated for Sony. And that also, as you stated, was from Game Informer. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Sounds like someone said <laughs> <laughs> from way in the rafters. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. Yeah, You're gonna this... have to clean that up, man. He's sorry. All right, all right. <laughs> I have a beat button somewhere, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh man. So ah oh, this this is this makes me mad, dude. This know, makes right? me so mad. Yeah. Because you know, you have the president and CEO, Sean Layden. Mm-hmm. assuring every listener hey we're on your side we're we're working hard to implement this it's worked so well with epic all you got to do is ask yeah well i Apparently mean and not. I, I well i you know i've heard it said with you know other companies right uh I, i've been listening to some interviews with uh twitter ceo and you know twitter has their own issues that they're going through here yeah lately with you know who they choose to to a ban and, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yep. but some of, someone was mentioning that, you know, when you're CEO, man, like really how, how aware are you of all of these things? The, you know, something like that maybe isn't, it wouldn't surprise me if that's really something that he doesn't have intimate knowledge on, right? The CEOs, I don't know. I imagine him going to meetings and, you know, having a big office with a wonderful view and some, you know, really expensive liqueur yeah. <laughs> on a tray, you know what I mean? And and basically talk to yeah. other CEOs. But as far as the day-to-day running of the business, I, you know, how plugged in are they really, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, this yeah. is not me giving him a pass. I'm just saying the guy may not be aware of what exactly the history with his own company is, right? So... Yeah, it's possible because he says, I don't believe right now there's any gating factors. I think they're open to making proposals. Okay, so maybe he's making himself a little uh, door out. But the the Chucklefish guys, I don't think they're very happy right now. Right. (laughs) Like, really? Watch Stardew (laughs) Valley have uh, (laughs) cross-play like next week. (laughs) Turn it off for those guys. Moving on. Number five. This story has been talked about since last Monday because that's when it happened. Oh, that's yeah. when Blizzard's earning calls happened. They revealed record earnings for Activision Blizzard, but they also announced that they were releasing or letting go 800 employees worldwide. And it's actually more than 800. There's, there's, um, like I was listening to, if, if you really want to know a lot about this particular story, I would recommend that you go to, uh, your, your podcast catcher, whatever, and download, uh, a show called The Instance. It's a World of Warcraft podcast, but, uh, Patrick Beja is a part of it. And, uh, he's, he's from Frenchspin.com and he does all kinds of podcasting and stuff. He used to work for Blizzard 
And he actually knows personally a lot of the people getting fired. Scott Johnson obviously knows a lot of people that lost their jobs as well because he's uh, pretty connected to Blizzard. But it was, you know, it's Activision Blizzard. So a lot of people throughout Activision also lost their jobs. This is sad. It's very sad. You know, I, I feel a lot of uh, just a lot of empathy for the people that are, have lost their jobs for what they may have considered their dream jobs working for for, you know, companies like Blizzard Entertainment. But this is a, a sad reality that um, it it's kind of inevitable. Because if you look at Blizzard, the games that they've released, they haven't released much lately. And if you're familiar with Blizzard, you would remember back in 2012, this exact same thing happened. Back then, they had to let go of 600 employees. And most of them were actually in Blizzard. And what the circumstances that happened then was kind of similar to what's happening now. They hadn't released anything right now. That was down during the, the Mist of Pandaria uh, expansion of Warcraft. It wasn't super well received. There wasn't any, uh, you know, there wasn't any Overwatch or anything like that. So mm-hmm. this is something that has, it's, it's had to repeat itself because Blizzard is having the same kind of issues, uh, despite the fact that they have reported record earnings this year. We made all the money, everybody, but... There was still a little more that we needed to make, so yeah. Here's a pink slip. It's crazy. They also revealed that this year, at least for Blizzard, there's no major titles being released. Mm-hmm. Which you know, it, for everyone that's been waiting forever for a new Diablo game, it's still not happening this year. Yeah. So that's that's pretty crazy so they 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 basically said we have to cut eight percent of our workforce we're going to increase our development teams by 20 percent, which is pretty crazy but they know what they need to do they need to push more titles release more games and and it's it's kind of a a a sad story because so many individuals lost so much yeah but this is the industry and if you're going to work in the gaming business, it can be really, really brutal. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, any, like you said, man, anytime, you know, folks lo- lose their livelihood, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's never a good thing, right? But, but yeah, man, it's that's uh, that's brutal, dude. Yeah. The, uh, right now, you know, the the uh, that the whole, you know, do I mention Twitter? You know, people were getting in trouble for sending the learn to code, um, you know, tweets out to, to mm-hmm. all these journalists that lost their job. But I mean, apparently even people that know how to code uh, oh, yeah. aren't aren't safe from from that nasty, uh, mm-hmm. that nasty bite right there. I, I was looking at the website and I closed the link. So I forgot which which uh, one it was. But there are so many companies that were reaching out to people on Twitter saying, hey. We'll hire you. Apply with mm-hmm. us and we'll hire you. So there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who are saying, hey, we would love for you to be a part of our company. Just fill out an application. We're hiring. So right. hopefully a lot of these people can find the jobs that they need to take care of their families to survive. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty sad situation, but that's that's kind of the way things like this go. So uh, best best of luck to all those people. But, Andy, that is a show, my friend. Boo! I'm not ready for it to end. 
I think it'll, I think it'll be all right. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. And we would love to hear from you. So please reach out to us, follow us on Twitter, G underscore adventure club, or go over to our website, gaming and become a part of our community. Just hit the discord tab up top and uh, jump on in and join us. Definitely do that. Definitely do that. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening, all our patrons. And thanks to my buddy Manny for letting me come along on this adventure. Yes, indeed. Thanks for coming with us on this adventure. We appreciate you all. And until next time, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. Ubisoft recently became the latest big gun to challenge streams. Is it stream or steam? Probably steam. It's supposed to be steam. Steam. Yeah, I copy pasted this and (laughs) they uh, gadget. Come on. I'm going to start over again. All right. Here we go. All right. Okay. So I I actually didn't pull any quotes (laughs) about his his outlook on E3. So we're just going to talk about it. All right. All right. That was your intermission uh, music, by the way.